0: Hello, 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 hello. It is I, Untamed, always blessed, never pressed, with no time for undue stress. Welcome to Diamonds After Dark, where our conversations are unfiltered, unbiased, and untamed. I am here with my lovely co-hosts, Miss Thomas V and Miss PD. How are you guys doing tonight, ladies? Good, good. Hello, everyone. Awesome. Hi. Well, I want to take just a quick second. Um, Petey, I know that, you know, Mr. Black, he went through a little surgery um, this week, and just want to take a minute out just to let you know our thoughts and prayers with you guys, and we... uh, praying for a quick speedy and thorough recovery for mr black so give him all of our love from his sisters No,
1: <laughs> oh, we'll definitely do that he's recovering well thank you so much
0: you're quite welcome you're quite welcome you get you some rest because i know how it is when you're trying to caretake you you gotta get you some rest then. so mm-hmm. you ladies tonight there was um A bombshell article that was actually dropped, um, and it wasn't so much as people finding out, is the man came out himself and kind of uh, introduced himself to a lot of scrutiny, I would say. Um, But B. Smith, she was a world-renowned restaurateur, a model, um, and also an author. And she was out frequent on like to the today show and things like that but her and her husband who had been with her since pretty much the start of her career and he helped her build it together his name was dan Gatsby. um they have been married for years and back in 2012 she was officially diagnosed with alzheimer's disease well in december um her fans and, uh, friends and everything else went into a frenzy because he told the world that he was dating someone and the lady's name um I forget her first name is um but her last name is Lerner but she's a white lady and she actually lives in the house with him and his wife and she helps him with her care but that is his his actual girlfriend And his um, daughter, which is B. Smith's stepdaughter, also lives in the house and helps tend to care. Because B. Smith doesn't have any kids of her own, but her stepdaughter actually helped raise her. So everyone, of course, went into a frenzy because they were like, how could you do this to your wife? She's in final stages of Alzheimer's. And so that is the question for the night, ladies. If your spouse had a terminal illness, would you date someone else?
1: Hmm. I'll I'll start off by saying um 20 plus years ago, <laughs> a good 25 to 27 years ago, um I started my um uh, med- my medical journey and I took care of Alzheimer's patients for a brief period and I can tell you firsthand it's not easy. It's not easy. I mean it, you're dealing with a lot and if you don't have a support system there to help you it's difficult on that caretaker who is there and I just want to say personally if it was me and I have Alzheimer's and I'm going through it and you know and my husband wanted to have you know an outside affair or whatever you want to call it again this is me personally I would be fine with it and and that's, okay. that's me, and I'm saying this because I feel like I'm not giving him the quality of of life anymore that he's used to with me. You know? Mm-hmm. And I still want him to be happy. I think you have to be very selfless when it comes mm-hmm. to things like that. You don't want your partner to, you know, to just be out there and just be, you know, lonely and don't have that companionship that they've been used to anymore. And as far as this case with, you know, B. Smith, you know, she's okay with it. So, no one else should have anything else to say.
0: Okay, and see, and that was, I kind of heard on that part, in in her situation, I heard varying statements. Like, he said that she was okay with it, but then there was something else where they said that, She, you know, didn't really talk to her about this until she was in the final stages. So it was like, how do you know she's really okay with it? Because she's not really that person. And she can remember, she, you know, might not really understand or grasp the full... Uh, scope I should um, say of ha- of what this woman is to her husband you know what I'm saying and I get
1: so, that but you know it's also though at the same time you have to remember um, even if she didn't physically say she's okay with it right I okay. still don't condone it I mean I,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think it's fine okay I think it's fine I mean he still has to live his life
0: right right
1: and he's not getting okay. that you know like I said he's not getting that companionship and that love from his wife anymore and you know he didn't just do it immediately I don't believe you know it took some time but I don't see anything okay. wrong with it okay v
0: what's your what's your input on it what's what's my take yeah <laughs> um let's see let me let me Back up a little bit, and it's funny because I actually had quite a extended experience in a mental hospital. Um, and these patients have been there, for, a couple of those patients have been there for years. And unfortunately, once you start experiencing Alzheimer's back then, a lot of family members placed you in mental wards, um, mm-hmm. and didn't deal with them anymore. They, you know, that was it. They, they, um, It was called the basement, which is what um, the elderly basically go to. Um, It was rough seeing these patients that would call out for people that hadn't seen them in years. Um, Or, you know, mistake you for somebody they hadn't seen in years. Do I condemn what he did or is doing? No, Um, you do still have to experience life and have that um, be able to share that with somebody that intimate feeling it's great to have friends and things of that nature but it's something about that intimacy that you can have with that one particular person that takes it to another level that does relieve a lot of stress that just having a friend mm-hmm. doesn't do yeah. um, you know I, I caught some of the article or rather some of the lash, the, um, backlash backlash and mm-hmm. I found it more so interesting after, you know, of course, I did a little bit more researching and digging and things in that nature. Um, I found it interesting that one thing that a lot of people had more of an issue with was the cultural difference. Right. Mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. Like, which, uh, let me not say cultural, the ethnic difference. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't so much that they were but hurt about him dating. It was, they were more upset that he was dating a white woman. Um, And I thought that was interesting in itself because it's just like, does it matter for some people? Yes, okay, fine, it does. But culturally, they have been in the same environment of dealing with a mental illness um, that cannot, or there's no real cure for it. Could I date while my husband who I'm devoted to death do us part is, is diagnosed being terminally ill. That's a tricky one Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, regardless of anybody feels, this is how I look at it is God has the final say. And I would, and don't give me backlash for the listeners. Because I also do believe in karma, because it's just I would hate to be dating, bringing this person around, and then boom, you know my significant other <laughs> comes out of it. Right. Um, so yeah, now you know you in. The- how likely is that
1: though? Yeah. I'm t- it, like you know situation just- with the Alzheimer's. How likely is that? Like they're they're not even aware of a lot of things that's going on. I mean, she might look at her husband and not even know who he is.
0: You know, that's completely correct. But on the days that she does have that even glimmer of boom, that's who you are. Um how hurtful can it be to have to see something like that? Or even not even just for her. I'm not talking about just her, but even him. It's like I, I haven't you're still attached to my life and I've moved on in such a way, but mm. that hurts every time that you even do recognize me. Because I have to relive putting you um, in that space. And then, also this, I I just wanted to add this in. Let's just say, even if it's not Alzheimer's, if it's a spouse who is terminally ill with anything else, any other type of disease, you know what I'm saying? Because to me, it's like, and and I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not going to go either way or the other because at the same time, I have learned that You can't always say what you would do in any situation until you're actually in that particular situation. So what I will say is, what I'm saying is that even if it's not Alzheimer's, if it's another terminally ill, because to me, I I look at it like this, you know, it could be something else. Because if you start making exceptions to one thing, I start thinking about the exceptions to everything else. And so then to me, it becomes a snowball effect. So like, where does it actually you know, when does the exception end? You know what I'm saying? What, what like... To, like uh, uh-huh. all right. Go ahead. Go ahead, I was just asking, you know, to kind of expand on that. When you say not, you know, box it in, are you saying, is there an exception if it's cancer, considering they have all these quote-unquote um, treatments? Is there an exception mm-hmm. if it is? I mean, is, it, if, is it an exception if it's... Um, you know any type of I mean like when you say terminally ill like boom they're on death's door are you saying ter- yeah. and I mean and see the they thing about know. it is it's like it's if, if you're terminally ill you're going to like you're on death's door like B Smith's like okay we know she's at a final stages, but it's not like when he started dating her he she was passing you know the next week like, she's been living for a while since it's happened so you could be terminally ill with something and live for a while. So in this instance, she's still living, even though she's not the person she used to be. But neither is a person who's suffering through cancer, who maybe they can't get out of the bed. They can't go do the things they used to do with you or be intimate with you. But they have all of their faculties. But still, that same level of intimacy is not there because I think Of what that's their body different. is going
1: through Yeah and I hear it but that's different though Because they're still understanding Of what's going on maybe physically They can't do all the things that they You know been used to doing But they're still there mentally Whereas with Alzheimer's and dementia Patients it's totally different It's totally oh, different man. like They're not even aware of, of, of who The person who's taking care of them is Most of the time
2: Mm -hmm. they're not even
1: aware so i think in that aspect i personally think it's okay like but when you're talking about cancer what you know if if i'm diagnosed with cancer or my husband and i think and if one of us wanted to have an outside relationship i i don't believe i'll be cool with that because to me that's different Mm -hmm. but with the alzheimer's dementia is it's totally on a whole other level like there's really no connection really anymore. So I feel mm-hmm. like it's 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 easier for that person to to just want that. You know what I'm trying to say? To, to want that. Mm-hmm. Even though with a cancer patient you might not can't get it, but emotionally you're you're both still there. And you're mm-hmm. you can't really connect a lot of times with the Alzheimer's patient yeah you're loving them and you're projecting things onto them but they're not comprehending the way that you are so it's totally
0: Mm
1: -hmm. one more thing You, you gotta look at the fact too yeah he has brought somebody you know from the outside he has a girlfriend or whatever but the man is still there he's still there and he's caring for her he didn't just push her to the wayside and like whatever whatever He's still there, taking care mm-hmm. of her. I mean, he commended mm-hmm. for that.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, and I think, and to mm-hmm. go back to what you were saying too, V, because um, gonna, we're going to cycle back around, but I did kind of veer off for a second. I do think that a lot of the backlash was because she was a white woman, and because I think a lot of people tend to get up in arms because they feel like, because she is the reason, you know, like, that they have all of the money and the infamous, the, you know, the famous the sexes and all that stuff like that. So they feel like, oh, here go a black man using all of this black woman's money on this white woman. But again, now, i am a play devil's advocate for him. Uh-huh. This is not something that he came into way after her life. You know what I'm saying? After her life had been established and stuff. They built her career together. He his own record she is on record of saying that he was very integral in helping her build her career and pouring into everything that she wanted to do so everything that she has is 100% as much his as it is hers because they were you know he poured into her and he helped her build her empire it's not like he came in later and it's like okay I'm gonna get everything and then I'm gonna go take it over here but even if that was the case to me, if you're dating, you have the right to date who you want to date, you know, skin color aside. So I just wanted to kinda go back to what you were saying on that. But go but um V you were gonna say something else, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, what? That's why you know I, what? I
2: just
1: kinda think this whole this whole topic and how it, it, it became to be so big is kind of ridiculous to me. Because oh. I mean, this is their situation. And it shouldn't have to do it, should have nothing to do with oh, the woman he got is white. It's like it's like we're nitpicking now. We're we're just looking mm-hmm. for reasons to shut this whole thing down. This is their mm-hmm. situation. This is that it's not right for everybody. But in this particular mm-hmm. situation, it seems to work for everybody. Mm-hmm. So why does everybody have to have a say and what works for them and for their family? it's, it's just ridiculous
0: exactly to me
1: like everybody just want to talk and have their input in somebody else's life it's like it's, it's ridiculous if it works for them
2: so what mm-hmm. let it be
0: exactly exactly and i think that was his biggest thing i kind of feel like you know they were already dating the lady was living in the house and doing all this other kind of stuff so you know he you know he he brought it out he made it known it's like well why did you do it it didn't even matter you know it's like you open yourself up to scrutiny and for what because you were already doing what you're going to do and you still gonna live your best life whatever you want to do regardless of what people say so it's like uh it didn't really matter so I think just sometimes maybe we have to pull back and just be like, if I'll let people find out what happened, you know, and then then you could be like, are you already prepared for it and stuff like that? It's like, you know what, this is my house and I didn't open it up because I don't have to because this is my house. I'm taking care of my wife and that's what it is. You know. Somebody but, probably
1: um, was threatening to open it up and he just felt like, you know what, let me just go ahead and get ahead of this.
0: And that may be true too. <laughs> that may be true that. I mean, but again, that's one of those like, you know, how death isn't real till it happens to you uh-huh. um, I, I think that's this is one of those eye openers like if I was in that situation you know could I be as strong like there, there's probably a lot of people out there that really admire him for the position that he's taking because honestly he could have Gosh, used outside. that money got her some of the best quote unquote quick care in the world and dipped Thank I you. mean I mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um I agree that you know kind of circling back to you know cancer and and Alzheimer's being two completely different things because for the simple fact of you have to make a you are allowing the person to make a conscious decision like do I want my husband if I'm bedridden for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. to be forced to sit there and I'm not going to say that he would be miserable because mentally we would be connected
2: Mm -hmm. but
0: there is always going to be that lacking.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Am I saying that I would feel selfish? This is my own personal opinion. I would feel selfish to sit there and say, you do have to come in. You do have to look at me. You know, you can't go anywhere. I have to stay in bed. So you have to stay in the house. Mm -hmm. Um, What I want you to go out there and experience life. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I want to see you happy when you love somebody that much yeah you want to see them happy even if it's not with you i know a lot of people don't understand that concept some of y'all listen. <laughs> I'm with
1: you, i mean I'm, I'm i'm definitely with you on that because one thing i'm not as a selfish person and i just i mean at the same time i would probably be like no i don't want you having a life but no i do want you to have a life I I don't want you to have to suffer because I'm suffering. I know you're still going to be here for me. I know you're still going to love me. I know you're going to make sure I'm okay. You know, with the care and everything that I need. But outside of that, be happy. That's all I want. Just outside of that, be happy. Just make sure I'm good, and you know, and then and go and be happy.
0: But that's just. And yeah, they. And they asked, because a very integral part of her life was that she raised um, Dan's daughter. Mm -hmm. And um, she stepped in to assist her father because he had no help. And so they asked, um, she did an interview with Al Roker, and he asked, you know, how does she feel, because she does view B. Smith as her mother, how does she feel about her father having an external relationship? And so, just gonna play the clip of that and we'll discuss.
2: Dad's daughter Dana also helps take care of me. My dad was really taking on a lot of the work, and I just felt like it was, you know, Barbara raised me. And I had just lost my mom, so I just felt that it was really important for me to, you know, be around Barbara, your dad discovers alex Mm -hmm. how'd you feel about that i mean why shouldn't my dad have companionship Mm -hmm. why shouldn't he have someone to talk to for the first few years it was just me and him and it's hard i'm not his wife i'm his daughter i can't give him the support that a girlfriend a friend you know a companion can give you're happy for them I am beyond happy for them. I'm more pissed at the people complaining about them. So when I hear other people say, oh, I'm her friend, you've never called. You never came to my house. You don't ask how she's doing. You go on your TV and have a platform to bash my family, but you didn't pick up the phone to call him, to see what he's doing. So then you, it's because it's a hot topic, because it's trending. My life, my family, my, my stepmom isn't a trending topic. My stepmom is dying. Plain and
0: simple. Okay, so what she essentially was saying was that, you know, her dad needs a companion. Same thing you were saying, V. Her dad needs a companion because it's been four years and before he actually found someone dealing with this, dealing with it on his own. Her dad was depressed. He was lonely. He gained weight because he started drinking. Um, all of these things and she had to essentially put her, even her life to the side to say I gotta help I gotta help B Smith because she's like a mother to me um, and I have to help my dad and so when her dad found um, the lady she says you know he needs a companion I'm his daughter he can't talk to me about intimate things and things you know I can't be his companion I can only be his daughter and so, you know, and, and I and I honestly get that, and I think a lot of, outside of the whole racial side of it, because to me, that, I'm like you, P.D. that's just ridiculous, because at this point, you're just nitpicking, you know, it's like, okay, really, come on, interracial dating is not something that is new, it's been around for, for almost eons now, so let's just get over that part, but the fact that, you know, remains that I think a lot of people got hung up with the wedding vows and it says till death do you part and that's where I think a lot of people are getting hung up on it because they feel like to you know an extent she hasn't passed she's still there so you're technically cheating on her if you do this because you're not sure if she's okay with this um and then other people are like well at this stage of that disease um Or some people were even saying, you know, with any terminal illness, when it gets to a point where you cannot have any type of intimate relationship with, you know, your spouse, you can't even put stress on, you can't even come in and talk to them about your day because they're going through so much that you can't pour into them. That At that point, that really truly is considered the death portion, even though they're not placed into the ground, they're no longer here. So... You know to me I think you know as far as wedding vows I know you know your opinion on it so what do you all do you know do you think that that's part of the, the, the hang up or do you what do you think about that part where it says you know you vowed to this person to death for your part to you know stay true to them is that something that you think God wouldn't hold you accountable for if you did date somebody or you just making a conscious decision to say hey at this point I feel like you know they're their portion of being able to be that spouse to me in those vows is no
1: longer there. God has the final say in everything. God has the final judgment on everyone. Um, mm-hmm. I think, as far as the vow, I, I still feel like He's holding up to His vows. Yes, He, has, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, a girlfriend or whatever, but He's still holding up His part of those vows. He has not left her. Mm-hmm. left her mm-hmm. out to dry. He's still there, loving her and caring for her it's just you know the physical and the emotional side of it it is it is, dead. It is uh-huh. dead and i had a patient who had alzheimer's this woman was not aware of anything and she was still uh-huh. at home with her husband i will go to their house three hours of a day right uh-huh. just her and her husband and these are elderly people and i will make him leave that house I would make, I would say, Mr. Joseph, just go. She's fine. Go. And I took care of her and I gave him that three hour break. Cause he had, his children lived away. They weren't coming in back and forth helping him. All he had was me coming in three hours a day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And this woman was not aware of anything. So can you imagine him and her? And mm-hmm. together, she's not aware of anything. He has to dress her. He has to feed her. He has to do every single thing. Mm-hmm. What kind of life is that? It mm-hmm. is not fair. That's just that's the hand that they were dealt, but it's not fair. But I've seen it firsthand and how it can affect the spouse. And mm-hmm. if he would have had someone on the side. I don't know that, but I'm saying if he did, he. I, I feel like he would be entitled to that.
0: And to me, it exactly, and to me, it's just, it's one of those things where you don't want to have to go through it, but you have to go through it firsthand to understand it, Yeah, to be able to, even if you say, I still wouldn't do it, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to pass judgment on somebody else for doing it because you could understand
2: mm-hmm.
0: why they're doing it or where they're coming from. You know, for me, myself, I would, if I was in that situation, of course, I would tell my, my husband hey, you know, go find somebody or whatever and I'll be okay. I can say here sitting now, I don't think that if it was him that I would be able to go and be with somebody else you know, because I will be like focused on him but that's me saying it and I'm not going through the situation, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, that could totally change for me, you know, if I was to ever go through something like that but you know, I know for myself, I wouldn't be selfish enough to sit here and expect him to even if that's something that I would still do on my own because it's just you know having my grandmother had Alzheimer's at the tail end, and having to witness that myself when I was 17 to know how my grandmother used to be and how she was when she was close to you know before she passed she was a different person like and then she would talk to sisters and and cousins and things who passed years and years ago. You know, it was just it was a daily. And she came became very childlike. You know, like forced having to force her to eat because she didn't want to eat. Like she would revert to like being a two year old at times. You know, and it was it was just different things that kind of come up behind like dementia, Alzheimer's that you do have to deal with. And it is it, it is a very and this is me as a teen, as a granddaughter saying it is very trying, you know, like you said, having to feed someone and clothe them and bathe them, you know, cause they don't know or remember how to do any of this stuff on their own. Cause this is like final stages, you know, but, um, so I just, I a hundred percent agree with you ladies on that one end. And I just, you know, like I said, I thought it was very, the topic was very interesting because he caught i mean this story is still cycling i mean still cycling because people are still upset to the point that he actually had to go on to, to the today show to almost humanize himself to people because people were vilifying him so much can you actually had to listen to his story and listen to his girlfriend and listen to his daughter you know actually speak and discuss it to say okay you know let, let's just really truly hear this from his side because you know he when people were coming in for him he was like I don't give a damn what y'all say you know so I think some of his his attitude was like I don't give a damn I'm happy y'all don't understand what I've been going through so the hell with all of y'all so when he actually did the an interview and he explained it since it had been opened up I think it humanized him but it just I just don't feel like he even had to get He shouldn't have had to get to that point I kind of feel like you know we just want to Dictate every little thing that goes On and social media and the internet Has opened people up to Opinions across the board About people's relationships and people's, You know personal lives and things And everybody feels like They have a right to say something Or input on your life and they don't Even know you (laughs) They don't even know you. So, do you ladies have? Because we are coming up to towards the end of the show. But do you ladies have any other input to add in regards to like just relationship wise
1: and live your life. I'll I'll say this: be happy. Be happy. (laughs)
0: Live
1: your (laughs) life. Do you be happy? If you're not hurting (laughs) anybody else, fuck with anybody else. Okay.
0: Okay. And the How can you follow that? Um <laughs> here I had a grown up. I like, like <laughs> say this. Um, my intake on that is I definitely agree with fuck what everybody else thinks because everybody needs a mental break. And for those that are saying, I'm not married, I can't relate, some people probably never plan on being married. It's, it's draining. It's mm-hmm. no different than if you as a child has, or someone's child, um, putting your life on hold to take care of your um, parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know my mom, towards the end of her life, um, Yeah, her health was feeling really, really bad. Um, and one of the things that she told me when I, you know, and I'll never forget it. And I'll tell everybody this. I told her, I said, I wasn't ready to give up. I was going through some really hard times, even though she had was in the middle of her sickness. And she said, well, don't. you know, and that's the thing. Sometimes we have to look at it from the perspective of the person that's laying in that bed. Mm-hmm. You know, if we aren't taking care of them, going back and forth that person needs a mental break. Too many people have, you know, taken not the easy way out. I know a lot of people think suicide is the easy way out, but it's not. It's they, you know, it takes a really determined person to even go through with something like that, but also a person that is drained. So when they have that mental breakdown, who's going to be there? you know mm-hmm. when they have you know three people in the household yeah they turn into his girlfriend but if you have three people in a household that are taking care of one person that knows millions of people or thousands or whatever the case may be there's something wrong with that picture mm-hmm. you know he shouldn't have gotten mm-hmm. he shouldn't have had to get to that point where he became mentally drained because that mm-hmm. means he didn't have that break that he needed you know, thank God for people like Miss Petey that come in and tell the spouse, go get your time, even if it's an hour, three hours, whatever the case may be. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, Absolutely. That's and like you guys said, I, you I'm know, sorry, ladies.
1: To... Oh, I, I I have to I have to run on you guys, so I'm so so sorry. Okay. Um I enjoyed the conversation and um I'll get with you guys next time, okay?
0: All right, Miss P.D., Thank Bye. you so much for joining Bye. us. You're
1: welcome. Bye.
0: Bye. <laughs> but just to add to, you know, what you guys were saying and we're sorry you guys, Miss P D did have to run tonight. We had we were gonna we were extended a little bit over, but um, Yes, you know to relate it back to regular life and people just think back to their own lives when you're stressed mm-hmm. if you're a single parent and you have more than even if you have one child but especially if you have more than one child and you're trying to do everything on your own even mm-hmm. if you're married you know and you have <laughs> you know your spouse and you have your kids because people tend to think that when you're married that like, oh you have somebody to help you with your kids but you know you and your spouse have to help each other through what you guys mm-hmm. are essentially going through so it's not like Sometimes it's not that you have help with your kids; it's that you just got an extra person that you gotta help. You know, right. it's like you know, it's not always that they're helping you; you you helping each other because you 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 know you might be that fourth person on you know because you gotta think about their times where. If your spouse in this same situation, your spouse gets sick and you have kids, it's all on you still, you know, even if it's a temporary sickness or a a terminal illness or whatever. But you know, if your spouse works out of town or works all the time, you know, it's still that type of situation where you need, you have to think about it, you need a break. You need somebody to give you a break. You need, even if it's for an hour, a couple of hours or three hours just to say, okay i just need to just sit somewhere by myself and take a mental mm-hmm. rest and if you're constantly 24 7 having to be the only person that cares for someone else because if that was the case a hospital would only have one nurse they got right. multiple doctors they got a shortage of nurses because they ain't got enough people because it takes a lot out of you to care mm-hmm. give. And that's even for people that you, you going into work and you doing a 12 hour shift and you going home. But this person has got to deal with this person for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And if you don't have a break and then you don't have a companion to even release that stress too because they're no longer there mentally, you know, or physically, you have to just stay out of the judgment free zone and say, you know what? That's between them and their God if they even choose to believe in one. But it's between them and their guy in their household. And what work, may work in their household might not work. And to his credit, as we've said, he is taking care of her still. Her, his daughter is taking care of her. Even the, the girlfriend is taking care of her. And she was very adamant about the fact that she wanted to be a part of her caregiving and wanting B. Smith to still feel love. She didn't want to step into the situation when she found out, you know, hey, he's married and everything. But when she learned what was actually going on it took her a minute before she even agreed to continue to actually date him and mm-hmm. so it was a process so i think a lot of people were you know in this age they assume things happen instantly like they assume she was sick and he just ran out and found someone and we found out later it was a span of 4 years that passed before he even befriended this lady not that they were even dating just befriended her and then over time They, you know, began to date after, I guess, a few months or so before um, they began to date. And then here recently he moved her in. So it was not something that he just ran out and did. It's something that he was trying to, you know, stay committed to his wife and do. But he realized he needed someone there with him to just be there for him and to have his back the way his wife would still have his back if she was there. So. I you know I enjoyed the conversation you guys I really did and like I said you know kind of filtering through this and me as a as a Christian lady and being married and everything the first thing when I first heard the story y'all was sitting here going I ain't gonna lie I was like uh now you gonna just up and go date somebody your wife terminally but it took me you know looking at it and hearing his side and reading what actually happened to be like, okay, you know what? Let me step back and just reevaluate this for a second. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what I'm saying? Be with that. there's a lot of people that can't even be honest and say, This is how I felt and I got swayed to the other side. I mean, there's not a lot there's a lot of people that don't want to be wrong. So right. Exactly. And I think that's the biggest thing is that people will sit here and they'll get hung up on their perspectives and they'll stay there and like we said, God has the final say-so, but at the end of the day, it's not, we. I don't have heaven or hell to put you in, so I'm not here to judge you. Because when I look at everything and I see everything that's going on, it's like, you know, I can't, I can't even be mad with him because what I do know is that we can sit here and say 1,000 times over what we would do in a situation or how we feel on that situation that somebody else is doing. But until you get put into that exact same situation, and you never do not know what you're going to do. And that's a, that if the listeners, if you don't believe nothing else I said tonight, believe that 100% for sure, that you have to go through a situation that, you know, before you can actually say, okay, this is what I, you know, I would do. I know I would do this. I know I would do that. Because that's, that's a whole lie. <laughs> That's a, that's a whole lot. Look, that's a whole nother show. That's a- <laughs> yeah, it is because I could get into that. Oof. Okay, all right. We get, we'll that's a whole talking Gilber, then, all right. So. <laughs> oh, no, mm-hmm. I ain't dating no jailbird. Okay, that's a whole lot. All right, yeah. yeah, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but- Oh, you guys, uh, that is all for us tonight where I am going to shout out Miss Petey's um, social media handle so that you can follow her and find all things PD. She is on Instagram at Poetic Designs Gifts and Desserts. And Miss Timeless V, will you hit us with your social media handles? My Instagram is Timeless Everything. My uh, Twitter account is soul sister underscore 101. All right. And I am Author Untamed. I am on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under Author Untamed. And please make sure you are following my other podcast, which is Untamed Publishing. It is called the Get Caught Up podcast on Anchor and you can also follow um, Untamed Publishing affectionately known as UP on Instagram at Untamed Publishing LLC on Facebook at Untamed Publishing and on Twitter at Untamed Pub And you guys, we will be back with another Diamonds After Dark episode in two weeks. I forgot the exact date, so y'all forgive me. But it'll be in two Mm -hmm. weeks, and we will be discussing another hot topic about letting go. But Mm. tonight, you guys, um, since we were discussing B. Smith, and I said that she was an author, I want you guys to pick up her book that her and her husband wrote together when she was in the early stages of Alzheimer's. It is called Before I Forget. And I'm going to read this, this um tagline that they had here because it's kind of long. It's called Before I Forget, Love, Hope, Help, and Acceptance in Our Fight Against Alzheimer's. So pick up that book out here that it is a phenomenal read. And if you would like to donate to this podcast to keep us going, please go to the homepage and click on that Donate Now button. You can donate as little as $0.99. Cents. And we look forward to talking with you guys later. Good night. Good night. Good night.